All right. Episode 98, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I'm B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. We're coming to you from both different studios. I'm in my home office. Weekend Trav is in the corner of his house somewhere, uh, trying to hide from the noise and distractions and the craziness that's going on. Struggling. Struggling. Yeah, it sounds like it. New phone, new everything, and your whole world's upside down, eh? Oh, my God. I mean, you would not realize how much just getting a new phone and transferring everything over how it's just thrown my life in the last hour out of whack. Out of whack. So uh, Weekend Trav, obviously this is going to be a quick episode. This is going to be off the heels of the big fight between Canelo Alvarez and Triple G that saw Canelo Alvarez winning by decision over on zone pay-per-view this past Saturday. It came, it came to us from Las Vegas, the T-Mobile arena there um on the 17th so we're going to talk about that and that's going to really dominate most of this episode here so to our uh, subscriber base we thank you very much for joining and tuning in with us every week and if you have yet to subscribe please do so below hit the bell icon if you'd like to be notified uh each time we drop new content whether it's uh prediction videos things like that because we do that all throughout the week interviews yada 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 um and uh, if you uh have been doing that thank you if you haven't do it hit it just hit it just just Click a like, hit the thumb button, thumb up. ASAP Rocky. Anytime. ASAP Rocky. Um, <clears throat> and that's uh, everywhere we are, YouTube or, uh, you know, Rumble, audio sources. We are all over the map. So episode 98, like I said, Weekend Trav, this is going to be short and sweet. Uh, it, it, it's it's very similar to uh, what it's a request in my house all the time. Can we get this over with quickly? <laughs> that's what she said. It is. Uh, so we can try. Let's jump right in. Canelo Alvarez, Triple G. This was a third meetup with them. And this one saw Canelo Alvarez clear, clear victor on this one. Decision. That was your prediction. My man over there, over there, was absolutely 100% correct. Let's Finally, I'm getting back on the street. Talk us through the fight, bud. So it was, I mean, the fight went exactly how my prediction video um, on YouTube. If you go to our YouTube channel, my prediction video went just how I said it would go. It was similar to the first two, except this time Canelo would beat him by a little bit more than the last fight, which is exactly what happened. When I watched the fight, I do want to say one thing. I know that Triple G is 40 years old, and I know that everybody's going to try to say that he got old, blah, 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 right? He did kind of look old early, but I gave Canelo the first nine rounds. Like the first, yeah, the first nine rounds, the first eight rounds. I gave Triple G the ninth the 10th, the 11th, the deep rounds would have yeah. made a case for the 12th, which made it a 116 to 112, which was what my scorecard was. That was actually um, one of the scorecards for the fights too. Somebody even had it closer. I believe like a 115, 113. Um, I didn't see that. I thought Canelo was a clear victor. Um, but if Triple G got older, then why did he get better at the end of this fight? So that's what I don't know necessarily that it was because of his age. Maybe it's just... Canelo's that good now. And Canelo also is the third time facing Triple G. They've they've spent now, what, 24 plus 12, 36 rounds yep. together. They know each other. And I just think Canelo's figured out Triple G. He's not as intimidated by his punching power. And now he just is busier. He implemented his game plan better. And that's all I saw in the fight is exactly my prediction video. I saw Canelo just was a little bit more busier, was, a, was stalking him more. Took his shots, no problem. Yeah, just was a little bit busier. Landed a little more shots and won a. I don't want to say it was a boring fight, but it wasn't like a knockdown dragout either. 
Yeah, so. it, it, I mean, for the most part, it went to script. I don't think it was a big surprise to anybody the way it came out. Uh, I mean, the odds going in had it about kind of that cutoff mark, about 10 and a half rounds anyway. So went going the full distance, like you mentioned in the prediction video, if you if you want to see Weekend Trav's comments about that, it's in our catalog. It was the last video that we posted before this episode, which, you know, this is Weekend Trav, the number one Beards, Bourbon, and Boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym. Uh, usually on the second floor of said boxing gym in the podcast room shot on a Sunday or Monday yet today is Tuesday dropping on Wednesday morning at 7 15 a.m Eastern Standard Time in the in world. the world so if you want to take a look at that prediction from the fight this past weekend that's the video right before this uh we can try but there's not really a lot to say other than the fact that we called this fight the legacy fight for both these guys uh I, I think especially in canelo's case when you look at everything that he has done not only in the ring on paper everything when you look at him as a full boxer all the different weight classes just running through these divisions give me the scenario where he would not be considered on the Mount Rushmore of boxers. There's not a scenario. I don't think so either. Now, Triple G, to his credit, phenomenal. I think, and I said this last week on our on episode 97, I think this is a great time for him to ride off into the sunset. I yeah, really do. Yeah, and, and you're, I think you're not wrong because we saw some phenomenal Triple G fights. We saw some phenomenal performances by him. His only two losses in his entire career are to Canelo Alvarez. Mm -hmm. Okay, not bad. But what's going to happen is um, this fight was at super middleweight. Like I said, this trilogy was at super middleweight. The first two were at middleweight. But what's going to happen is Triple G is still the world champion at middleweight. Mm -hmm. so he's going to go back down. That's where you have the Charlo brothers. You yep. have some really young, phenomenally talented guys. And now, for once, I do worry a little bit for Triple G because those are some young, hungry, very, very um, beastly type of guys. And, and they're young and they're hungry and they're undefeated um, and, and they're, they're wanting to take Triple G's spot. And I think that he's very vulnerable now because he has shown a little kink in his armor with Canelo beating him convincingly now. And I want to go back and talk about uh, Ryan Garcia by the way, is now 0 for 2 in his predictions. <laughs> he predicted Anthony Joshua was going to win. He then predicted Haterade. Let's be honest, this Canelo prediction was straight Haterade. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag that one, folks. Haterade. Such Haterade. Like, literally. But I want, I want to touch that there actually were some people, experts, that were predicting Canelo to win by knockout. And I was very adamant about this on my prediction video. I don't take a lot of credit for getting the, the prediction right because I thought Canelo was going to win regardless. But I take a lot of credit with the th fact that nobody is knocking out Triple G. Not just Canelo. I promise you, nobody. Well, this guy is his, I swear to God that his chin is made of iron. Yeah. Yeah. I saw online somewhere someone said his chin is made out of Popeye's biscuits. And if you know, you know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> listen, no one's knocked him out before. Right. I mean, in a ring, I wasn't even putting down. Yeah. And, and so for me, if I'm if I'm him and I'm not, obviously, but if I look at everything I've accomplished, all the money I've made, the accolades, you know, being a feared competitor, you know, just kind of like when you look at him walking down the street, you don't expect this guy to be one of the best, if not, you know, in, in the weight class. Right. Yeah. It, it, 
it's a good time for me if I'm him to hang the gloves up and be like, you know what? I did everything I, I that I went out to try to accomplish. No one's put me on my butt. No one's knocked me out. That's a pretty good stat line after 40-something uh, uh, wins, you know? I, I think that no matter what happens, I do think that uh, Triple G will be a Hall of Famer. He will go down yeah. into the International Boxing Hall of Fame without a doubt, first ballot. But also, B-Money, I will float this by you, being your financial advisor. Your financial advisor hat now. If you're his financial advisor, he's still world champion at 160. You can still make another five to ten million dollars for a couple more fights each. What are you telling him? Well, weekend Trav, I'm not one. I'm not one of those greedy financial advisors. I'm a I'm a purist when it comes to contentment and living in the now and and appreciating life for all that it is. Uh, so if I'm looking at his full on portfolio and everything that he's accomplished and his total wealth plan, you know, when, where's the limit? Where's, when is too much? When is it too much? When is it not enough? And I'm pretty sure he's probably doing pretty good and why not enjoy the fruits of all your labor at this point in your life? So, you know, I'm, I'm just not that guy that's always chasing the dollar signs. You know me. I do. And you know what? I think you're right. He was, so for this fight, I read that he was guaranteed 20 million triple G not bad guaranteed 20 million. I think Canelo was upwards of 40 or 50 million guaranteed. Plus, even though the zone tricked us all and he ended up having a pay-per-view yep. he did buy it. And I'm also a subscriber. Um, they're going to wait for the pay-per-view sales to come in. And I believe that he gets a portion of that as well. So does Canelo. So be money, hmm. $20 million for this fight guaranteed. I think you're right. I think you do walk away. Yeah. Regardless, he's made a ton of money before that too. Exactly. Sponsor so, dollars. He's got the he's got the Jumpman logo on his outfit. I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty good endorsement by itself. Yeah, it's it yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen. Well, so this fight was pretty much everything that we expected it to be. It's a it was a big time matchup. This is one of those that we talked about last week saying, "Hey, you remember if you were coming up like decades ago and you remember I saw, let's say, Ali fight. I saw, you know, Tyson fight. I saw Roy Jones Jr. fight. Like I saw all these guys in their prime. This is one of those fights, at least the the, the trilogy, you know, being able to be a part of that as a fan and a spectator is phenomenal. One thing I did want to mention weekend, Trav, and something that's been bothering me about Canelo for a long time. Uh-oh. Who in the heck comes up with his ring wear? He is probably the worst dressed boxer that ever comes to the ring and in, in all of his promo work he always goes somewhere wearing it looks like pajamas who dresses this guy i love it dude i'm trying to i am trying to do well not the ring attire but like the pajama stuff i am trying to replicate that in my weekend travel life that's what i'm trying to replicate is the canelo alvarez i think it's like dolce and cabana yeah it's like dolce and cabana um <laughs> Uh, pajama outfits. You know what? Here's the deal, be money. When you're at that level, you do whatever the hell. You I want. know, I know. But I'm That's looking at the, I'm looking at these guys, and I understand it was a Mexican Independence thing weekend, and so his his whole garb was kind of a throwback to you know Mexican pride and stuff. But man, I've seen some of his other walkouts, and like it's just like, dude, come on, man, you're worth that much money. You got to have somebody putting some threads on you that looks a lot better than that. They they got to be designing something really 
tight and that is not tight yeah yeah i mean it, it's i i think it's pretty like freeing though when you get to that level i guess man but he's coming out there well, like the he's coming out there like the cam newton of boxing man he needs to figure out his outfits oh no anyways oh, no anyways let's let's give final final comments and thoughts to this trilogy um in general for the two fighters and then um you know we'll kind of move on i just i just love i'm Love Canelo Alvarez because I'm just watching some old videos of him when uh, Boo Boo Andrade, who was a world mm-hmm. champion at middleweight, I believe it was, busted into his press conference. And Canelo's English is he's doing better, right? He's doing a lot better um, in his English. But, like, he he just says a couple of things that just crack me up because he's a quiet guy because he only speaks Spanish. They don't really see his personality that much. Right. But I just keep remembering him saying, payday. Payday. And then he cussed a couple of times at Andrade because he was like, all you want is a payday. And I, I just like his voice and his accent in yeah. English. I hope he keeps learning English because I want to hear him more fluent because he's hilarious. Like his trash talking in English was hilarious. So my final thoughts are Canelo, keep learning English. I want to get a little more out of you because I know that I said this on a couple of episodes. We're close. I think we're going to have a couple more years left of Canelo Alvarez. I really do because he doesn't have any more to accomplish. I don't see him. I know that his ego is going to make him take on another pretty big challenge, um, which means he'll probably rematch Bavall. But after that, like, who does he fight? Like, who do you fight? Like, I I don't want you to fight these young. No, I don't want him to be a gatekeeper. There's no point. That that would tarnish the legacy. I mean, we even talk about it with Floyd now that – why are you still doing all these? I understand that you're going to get paid so much money to do these exhibition fights, but it just, you're, you're, you're consistently just kind of like not tarnishing your legacy, but like, it's like, dude, come on, just go enjoy your wealth and your luxury and everything. You, I, we don't need to see you in the ring anymore. They all do it though. Muhammad Ali was doing exhibitions when he finished. Uh, Mike Tyson was doing these exhibitions. He still is. I mean, this is, it's just not, still is. Like the money it's just not how you want to remember these guys, right? We, we want to remember them in their prime, I guess. That's the same with any athlete. Same with football. Same with everybody. I mean, usually when guys retire, it's, it's a step too late when they do it. And, and all these sports for the most part, um, outside of like Andrew Luck with the Colts, when he like retired in like a preseason game, like, Oh, okay. He's well, <laughs> and he's young. Don't speak too early yet. He that's this guy can always still come back still. But yes, he did retire young. We've seen Are you talking about for them boys? Come on. No. Ooh, I would oh actually I wouldn't mind that. No, actually, I'm all in on my Cowboys as quarterback right now. Gotcha. He won us a game. I'm all in. So I'm all in. But back to the final thoughts about Canal Alvarez. Yep. I'm all in on Canal Alvarez. I think Canal Alvarez should be on the Mount Rushmore of boxers. I do. I wholeheartedly said that before this fight, even. Um, but I think this fight actually helped cement his legacy even just a little more for sure. Cause it was triple G. The first two fights were 100% questionable. Mm. Their decision was, and I will admit that I think the decisions were questionable, meaning they could have won either way and they went happened to be Canelo Alvarez's way. But this time this was unequivocally 100% Canelo Alvarez cemented his legacy by putting a stamp on this trilogy and moving on. And what's cool about it was Triple G in the ring said the same thing too. He was like, we're done with this. He goes, this three, we're done. Yep. And he could have, he could have he easily, because even though it was a trilogy, the first fight was a draw. Second fight was a majority decision. Third fight was that 
was, was a unanimous decision, but Triple G it was still close enough where he could have been like, let's do it again. But he didn't because he's a classy guy. He goes, yeah. hey, this is done. He goes, oh, we're done with this. The trilogy, I respect. I lost. It is what it is. I'm going back down to middleweight, and I'm going to defend my belts. That's he's, right. not he's not retiring big money. Mm. Well, I'm not. I'm just saying what what he should do. But that's just me. And, and speaking of done, we're done with talking about that fight. But we before we close up the episode, we do want to address this weekend. There's some stuff coming up. Uh, I think uh, Shakur Stevenson's fighting on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Say that one more time. Yeah, he's fighting on ESPN the 23rd of ESPN September. or ESPN Plus or pay per view or just straight up ESPN. It's straight up ESPN, so it must be like a primetime uh, uh, slot there. So ESPN regular, and then Friday night uh, fights. The next night there is ESPN Plus heavyweights Joe Joyce um, versus I forget who it was, but that's a big fight actually. So ESPN Plus on Saturday night, ESPN regular on Friday night. Would this worth the watch, guys? I promise you, because Shakir Stevenson. Could be a superstar. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. We can travel. This is one of my favorite times of year because obviously football is back in, and we have now we have boxing almost every night on the weekend. There's just a lot of activity. We're heading into the holiday season, the home stretch. We got the ladies' fights that's rescheduled for October. We got potentially Errol Spence and Bud Crawford in November. I yeah. predicted December, so my prediction actually was Christmas is coming early, bro. We got heavyweights fighting the first weekend of December as well in England, uh, you know, Joshua for the English crown. Joshua. The true king of England. Now, uh, rest in peace to uh, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, but anyways, <clears throat> weekend travel. That's all coming uh, starting this Friday with Shakur Stevenson. Uh, but, but like I said, we wanted to make this short and sweet, wrap it up, put a bow on it. And uh, that's about all I'm going to say about that. Like you got anything it. else? Any final thoughts? I was about to say a really inappropriate joke, but I'm glad that I didn't. Are you though? No, but I've still, I know. I'm glad that I didn't. We're trying to keep it PG. Our views have been good. Our hits have been good. They've been decent. We got to keep it up. Keep and stubbing. Keep, keep subscribing below, folks. If, if you're hearing my voice or you're seeing his face in that TV screen over there, over there, uh, make sure you're subscribing below on YouTube or uh, hitting the uh, thumb up hit the subscribe button, hit the bell icon to be notified next time we drop some new content. Uh, we're also on Rumble. We're also on the audio side of things on on um, iHeartRadio, on Spotify. Ask Alexa, hey, Alexa, play the Wayne In with Travis Hartman podcast, but you have to enunciate it really well. It'll play it. That's pretty cool, actually, because I was playing my Echo oh. Dot in the shower, and I said, hey, you hear <laughs> my you? Alexa's playing it. Alexa. Stop. I couldn't hear it on this end, but that's it pretty was, cool. It was starting to play our last episode. Um, cool. All right. That's it now. And I'm going to close it. Episode 98. We'll back next week with 99. Hundreds around the corner. Keep that in mind, folks. We are rounding the corner to the century mark. But other than that, that over there is Weekend Trav. Skinny there. Money, AKA producer, AKA Green Bay Packers one. So you're lucky. So the Cowboys. Peace out. God bless. Boom.